now. Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. Hi, Tom here from More Radio Breakfast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for finding our podcast. These are the highlights from the last seven days, the moments in the show that made us laugh. So enjoy. And don't forget to join us each and every weekday morning from six. Tom, Lou and Jack. The best bits. Even more Radio Breakfast. More Olivia Coleman is apparently set to release her debut, wait for it, classical album. Well, what does she play? Is she a cellist? Is she a tuba player? Well, I can't Vocalist. find any information on this, whether it's opera, whether it's her with like a viola, I don't know. I dreamed a dream and time gone by. It's uh, not too operatic, that one. But Thanks, um, I wonder whether it's uh, it's her choosing her favourites, maybe, for a compilation album. Oh. Well, that would be a bit... A bit of a letdown. Maybe she's, yeah, she's all right with the old flute flute. I don't mind a bit of classical every now and then. Yeah. I'm having a stressful day, you know what I mean? Put classic, uh, some classical music on in the car and just chill out, you know what I mean? A little bit of Vivaldi smashing it. I like Vinaldi. Yeah, I like Cock. Hmm? Sorry? The, the, isn't he one of the... Uh, the, the big... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who um, you're... Isn't he one of the big... How are you spelling Composers, that? K-O-C-H. It's an E one of them. Right. Um, right, on, we should quickly clear it. this yeah. up now. Koch. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No. Sorry, I must Definitely have... not. <laughs> 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 Pronounce that. Erland van Koch, yeah. born in Stockholm, uh, van was, Koch. was a Swedish composer. Well he wrote done. symphonies, ballets, well and opera, and other compositions. I knew I'd heard mm. something by him. So, so van Koch. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't say. I didn't, you, mm. Look. That's who I like, okay? Him, Vivaldi, and Mozart. I think what Lou and I would just like to say is next time you um, have a statement with, uh, <laughs> similar to this, maybe don't pronounce it with such ferocity. No, that's it's just the way I talk, okay? Look, the guy did some good music. You've obviously no. haven't heard the ballet overture for a large orchestra, <laughs> which I'm looking at on his Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Erlen. Uh, let's talk uh, about this because ITV have released a little statement here saying they'll be filming across Sussex over the next couple of months Ooh. as they're starting filming on this new two-episode feature-length uh, drama on Roy Grace, which is an adaptation uh, Peter of James. Peter James novels. Yeah. Ah. Um, so it's a detective series. They've already been filming last week at the Smuggler's Rest and Tell Some Cliffs, yep. which used to be the Badger's Watch. That's right, yeah. So, yep. yeah, they're going to be in Brightonshaw and Peacehaven and various other locations around the city. That's exciting. Yeah. He's a so. Sussex uh, treasure, is Peter James. Follows me on Twitter, you know. Oh, does he? Yeah, oh. lovely fella. And he lives just down the road. Uh, Peter, are you stalking me? Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah, those novels are huge. Yeah. They're really, really big. So, oh, that'll be great. I'll watch that. Why don't we go down and try and get in it? Yeah, oh, my we could be extras. Peter, if you're listening, uh, I can do easily do Bank Robber, something like that. No problem at all. Or like Bouncer. If you were to star in your own sort of big Sunday night ITV drama series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is your genre? Are you going crime detective? Crime uh, stroke erotic thriller. And I'll play like a, a crooked cop. That's what I'd be. Crime yeah. stroke erotic yeah. thriller crooked cop. Yeah. And I'd be known as um, DCI Fingers. That'd be my name. Oh. DC- and then and then when I take backhanders yeah. like off of criminals, I've got a phrase. So like a criminal will say, look, it's 50 grand if you can make this go away. I'll have some of that. That'd be my phrase. Right. And oh, so yeah. when people see you in the street, they yeah. go, Jack, Jack, I'll have some, I'll have some of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I want to do it. He's he's got this two planned out. He has, he really has, doesn't he? DCI fingers. I mean, that's horrible. I'll have some of that. (laughs) Lou, I think you and I would suit it like a period drama. That's what I was going to suggest, yeah. 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 We'd be good in that.
You can play my father. What <laughs> <laughs> just happened there? Go on, Lunash. What just yeah. happened there? You are really old. Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. We just played uh, David Attenborough's first video post on Instagram. You know what? I felt quite emotional afterwards. Oh, he's amazing. The bloke's he is amazing. amazing. And we all need to listen to him. He's like the granddad of, I was going to say the UK, but actually the world. But he's been like a constant through all our lives. Yeah. We've grown up with him. Like It's like the Queen. I mean, he's the only yeah. person I can put him on a pedestal with. Oh, I know. And he's um, 94 years old. And the reason I think I feel quite emotional about that little speech you just gave, I just want you to play a little little recap of it, Tom. Yeah. I think I know the bit you mean. So towards the end, he says this. Over the next few weeks, I'll be recording messages to explain what the problems are and how we can deal with them. I mean, he's 94 years old. Let's face it, he's not going to be around forever. Hopefully he's got years left, but who knows? He might not. And I felt like that was almost him recording his will and putting it on Instagram. So it's there for all of us. He's teaching us what we need to do so we can save this planet once he's gone. Yeah, the gift that he has is he's incredibly sincere. Yeah. And when you listen to him, you know there's no lie there. He completely believes in his message and he completely wants the best thing for the planet. He is an amazing, amazing man. I feel a bit embarrassed that we've cocked it up. Excuse the language, but you know, like the, the environment and oh, climate and we change. Just keep he's looking at it us worse, going, What are you we? doing? What are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel bad. He's the sort of bloke, this is the best. You, don't, you just don't want to let him down. No. Have I told you when I met him that time? Oh, no, that no, story? No, come on. Tom. I think I have. But I, oh. Today, I'd, not, I'd normally mock you, but, but today I feel kind of it, jealous and yeah, like, proud I met, of you. I met him. We had a really lovely chat. And you he didn't was, have a lovely chat. Oh, hang on. You were in the loose, weren't you? doesn't matter where we were. You were there. We bo- I felt we bonded. Over a urinal. Lou, that's, why are you picking on the details? But I just remember the story. Tom, it's not the time or the place, okay? He mocked you. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Let's move on. And here, in this toilet cubicle, we find a man with really not much to shout about. <laughs> Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. The best bits. Uh, let's talk about marriage. Uh, let's talk about love. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. Uh, Lou's getting married July 31st next year. 24th, Hopefully, 20, but oh, sure. Okay, same, whatever. <laughs> it's because I haven't been invited, so I'm not bothered. You are. I you know. can't come. Listen, I'm working on that. Um, I want to talk about that wonderful moment, the first dance. It's a traditional moment, isn't it? Um, everyone gathers around the dance floor and you worry about it, leading up to the big day with the other half. You're like, what are we going to choose? What song is it going to be? And you keep the song secret. What did you go for, Jack? Uh, me and Sally Ann, our first dance was God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. God Only Knows. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still our song to Lovely. this day. Uh, Lou, have you worked out what you're going to have your no, first dance? No, it's here? really hard. What, what was yours, Tommy? A love song by an artist called Gavin DeGraw. Oh, God, he is awful. No, I quite like Cheers, him. Mate. <laughs> It was our first date. We went to see him in concert. It was lovely. I thought you were in the Oh, yeah, that's it. No, yeah. that's good, because you've got a reason for exactly. that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, listen, first dances, as I was saying, they're the most memorable part of a wedding, but they don't all lead to happily ever after. 90,000 people got divorced last year in the UK. It's a lot. Blimey, that I is know. a lot. And it's going to yeah. be more this year. Let's face it, lockdown has not yeah. been kind. So... Is there a connection between divorce rates and a couple's first dance song? This is what researchers have looked into. <laughs> Sounds a little tenuous. Well, what do you want for... I've got the song here with the highest chance of leading to a happy marriage. Well, okay. is, that, is that that I Hate You So Much Right Now by Kelly's song, whatever that was called? No, this is happy marriage. This is the happy one, first of all, right? The song with the highest chance of leading to a long and happy marriage is this. Kelly! 
you feel oh. love tonight. It's a good one. What a tune. It's a good song, isn't it? Yeah. So, of course, Elton John, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? 77% of people that had that as the first dance remained happy. For this wild-eyed wanderer. Okay, let's get to the bad stuff. (laughs) The most divorceable song, the track that has the most breakups attached to it. I'm really excited to it. (laughs) It's One Direction. (laughs) Oh! Do all these little things. I won't let these little things slip. Out of my mind. Oh, Tom knows all the words. It's a lovely song. It's true. It's you. It's you. They add up to. Well, this was written by Ed Sheeran. It's, that's correct. It's an Ed Sheeran yeah. song. Listen, I'm not going to. If you're going to have one direction as your first dance at your wedding, then frankly, you deserve to get divorced. Yeah. That's terrible behaviour, Lulu. That's not so, come on, Lou, it looks like it's got to be Elton John for you. Actually, I have here, you, just to finish off, the most popular first dance song of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you reckon that so is? So 10% of couples choose this, and it's got a 50-50 success rate. What do you reckon? I'm going to go for your song by Elton John. Okay. Or is it some Is it some Ed Sheeran? I hope it isn't that Goo Goo Dolls song. What? Here we go. Why yes. What a voice this bloke's got! But I can tell falling in love with you. Everybody join us! Come and join us! (laughs) Nan! Nan! No, Nan! Come on, Nan! Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou, and Jack. Now, you might have heard about this. It's been uh, cropping up in the news every now and again. Uh, There's a golf course in Brighton that they've been talking about rewilding um, and basically sort of letting it go back to nature, which I think has probably become more of a popular idea post-lockdown. We've all been craving the outside space, haven't we? Is this Waterhall? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I went for a walk along Waterhall golf course a little while ago with my good friend Gary. And good morning to you, sir. Nice walk. And how was it? Lovely. It was fun. Although there was one bloke there hitting golf balls, just smashing golf balls. It like when we were right near him. I think it was very odd. Well, you're walking on a golf course. Well, the golf course was shut. Oh, right. Yeah, that's the thing. They want to. They want to get rid of it being a golf course and Uh, make it into almost like kind of a nature reserve, I suppose. I I thought you meant they wanted to like make it harder and have wild golf going on. I want some lions on there and some wildebeest. (laughs) Crazy golf. So they're shutting it and letting it grow over. Yeah, kind of. um, And they want to encourage wildlife back. So they've been looking at like the Nepa State, which is near Horsham, um, and that's kind of had a really successful restoration in terms of animals. So they've got uh, storks that have been spotted oh. nesting there this year they've got the purple emperor butterfly oh what a butterfly that is and some turtle doves which are, you know all sounds lovely <laughs> was there two of them turtle doves hey hey two turtle doves quite christmas yeah. anyway those all sound great storks butterflies yeah. doves all good the examples they've given for the golf course that, <laughs> this is crazy um they, they, they would like pine martin and wild cats Wild cats? Both yes. pretty vicious. Wait, though, it gets worse. What's okay. a wild martin? No, pine martin. What's a pine martin? It's, a, it's like a wild cat, but it's like, yeah, quite vicious. Oh, okay. um, they said, yeah, it could include pine martin, wild cats, to straight tusk elephants, yes. hippopotamus, <laughs> and wolves. Get him up there on the downs. <laughs> you saw a hippo in the ah, wild ah, just 
just wandering over there. <laughs> it's actually the right kind of habitat for them up there. You talking see. about this, you can't have a hippopotamus. That's right off the A27. You can't have a hippopotamus walking around there. How are you going to get away with that? They kill people. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Especially if someone forget, forgets that the golf course is not in operation. So here he is on the 8th here. He's got a putt for a birdie. Wow. Oh, it's a shame. That's a shame. It was so close. Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. The best bits. Lou, would you take us through the drama of what happened to you before going on air today? Well, okay. A lot of people will have been affected by the same problem as here at More Radio because you might have heard on the news there's been a huge uh, water mains burst in Mid-Sussex, which has affected Burgess Hill, uh, lots of surrounding towns and villages as well, like thousands of households. Schools are shut, that kind of thing. Thankfully, the water's now back on. Yeah. Oh, is it back on? Mm. Nightmare. So when we, we could we can hear... Before you got it, what's that? Stop raining. Sound like the rain on the corrugated iron roof. I said, Lou, no, something's happening upstairs now. Well, the first thing we did when we got in was try the water, and it was a bit dodgy, wasn't it? Exactly. It wasn't working. I said, Lou, something's going on. I can hear some noise from upstairs. Lou, upstairs now. So dramatic. It was dramatic. It was pretty dramatic, Tom. He's not exaggerating. So upstairs we have a kitchen and some more offices, office space. And some poindexter, where they've been checking the water, had left it on full whack. And it was Tom. It was pouring out of the sink onto the floor. And water was coming through the ceiling. I said, Lou, get me a mop now. And I did. I got my mop. Yeah, and then I mopped it up. I said, Lou, we need wipes. We need some sort of tea towel. Get one for me now. This ceiling's going down, Lou. This ceiling's going to fall through, Lou. Do it now, for the love of God. Okay. He was really quite bossy. So the headline here is that someone in the office <laughs> left the tap on. Yeah, they did. No, 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 Tom, it's not just a tap. It's one of those water, you know, those water heater ones when you've not got a hot water tap. Uh, like an electric and they box. spray. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so it, hadn't just, it wasn't just going down into the sink. No. It was going across the whole room. Spraying. Everything's so wet. Okay, Spraying everywhere. Calm you've not seen down. it, Tom. You don't understand. Said, yeah, you weren't here. You didn't see it. Calm. I said to Lou, there aren't enough tea towels in the world. Find anything to mop up this water. Do it now. And eventually we stopped it. And Lucy, my God, you were so amazing there. You really took charge. Kiss me, please. I said, no, no, I can't. Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. Right, this is a little bit scary. If you have got a lot of money, I'm looking at you, Jeff Bezos, you can practically live forever. Here are some of the technologies that are being worked on at the moment. that People who have got crazy amounts of cash can invest in and therefore make themselves live possibly for an extra 10 years, possibly literally forever. Oh, wow. So um, the first one, which is terrifying and reminds me of Dracula, is that you can have your blood replaced with younger blood. What, like a sort of... No, that doesn't make sense, that's what I was about to say. Sorry, it's still fairly early. How's that work? <laughs> so they, they, they just swap out your blood for a younger person's blood. And therefore the, the qualities of the blood keep I your body know. younger. I am not having that. Your organs still get old. Your heart gets old. Well, yeah. Your brain gets old. No. Appar- apparently they've done some trials on mice and it's worked quite well, but it's yet to work on humans. So there's, I, still, there's still, you know, progress to be made there. I want to know who this person was and what kind of life they've... Have they ever had a cigarette? <laughs> I mean, no, I don't want it. Yeah, no, I'm not happy about that. And poor mice as well. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, there is that. Uh, there's also uh, computer brains. You can sort of download your brain onto a chip and keep yes. it for later. Yeah, but that's not going to help your cardiovascular fitness, is it? No, it's not. No, it's but how not. nice for your grandchildren to sit down and go, right, we're going to look at Granddad Jack's brain. You're now. having a laugh. Plug that want... into the telly. I'm not see- having them see that. Scarred for life. <laughs> yeah, they'll plug it into the TV. Is this basic instinct? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is, which we've all heard about before, um, the freezing thing. Yeah, no, I'm up for that. Are you? Yeah, because I like being cold in bed. Right. Okay. It was cold when I got into bed last night. I quite liked it. One (laughs) word of warning, though. Apparently, Mm. one of these companies has gone bust, which means their residents have um, gone bust as well. Thawed. Well, yeah, you know what you do there. (laughs) If it it goes bust, you just hope that someone knows your text a mate and they take you down the beach. Just lay you on a towel, thaw you out. Well, no, they have. These people have just thawed out and now they're just like. Right. So the idea here is that you could pay to cryo freeze yourself and then they'll bring you back to life later on down the line. Yeah, no one's actually been defrosted yet successfully. So bear that one in mind too. When do you cry? What age? Like now at 41 is a good age because in 2050 or 2150, I'll be 41 when they unfreeze me. Good. I've still got prime of life. Bit of a gamble though, isn't it? But do Or do you freeze yourself just before you die? I don't know. I don't know. I like the fact that Lou said no one's been defrosted yet. So when someone's coming out of cryogenic freezing, do they do it like they do in prawns and put them in a, a bowl of tepid water? <laughs> <laughs> Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. The best bits. I do love a Scottish Catholic college in Spain. <laughs> They're my favourite type of colleges. It makes no sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> this is a story this morning about a very rare and unknown Shakespeare play that has been found in the library of a Scottish Catholic college in Spain. Let's ignore that part. Okay. I, I don't think it, it's that important to the story. It's found in Spain in a library. Okay, cool. Okay. So everyone in the literary world is buzzing about this. Uh, people have heard about this play. It's called The Two Noble Kinsmen, but no one's really ever seen it. The Two Noble uh, Kinsmen? It, apparently, yeah. Apparently, it's Shakespeare's last play. They've got a copy, and it's going to be, you know, everyone say, "Oh my God, this is going to be amazing to put on." And the West End are buzzing, and Broadway are thinking, "Let's do Shakespeare again." And it's it's basically put the spotlight back on Shakespeare, the new show, the Two Noble Kinsmen. I've never heard of it. Like, I wouldn't do that one at school. Romeo and Juliet, Measure for Measure. Yeah, it's little known, Lou, which is why okay, everyone's excited right. about. I don't, I don't, I can't tell you what the plot is. Well, look, I don't know anything about it. Fortunately, <clears throat> as you know. <clears throat> and long-time listeners to, to me on the radio know I know pretty much everyone in the world, and I can give you a little bit more insight on this play because I've got a mate that I've known for years and years and years that is actually a teacher at that Catholic college in Spain. The Scottish. The Scottish, the Scottish right. Catholic college Oh, so you can, later you can probably explain yeah, that as yeah. well. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's no problem at all. He's, he's been a, a great mate forever. Right. His name's Enrique Taggart, and he, he works there, <laughs> and he saw the play, and, he t- and I can tell you essentially the basic plot of the play. Okay. And what it's about is it's about this guy and his best mate. And the guy works as a janitor at like a, a, a really posh university. But at night, when everyone goes home, he solves all the maths problems on the board. And then he becomes like this maths genius. And his mate is saying, you've got to use this gift. And he says, no, I, I can't. I want to stay in my roots and stuff like okay. that. But no. he's actually a maths genius. All That's right. what the play's about. Jack. Yes, mate. Well, that's Goodwill Hunting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's Matt Damon and... I've got confused. The late Robin no, this Williams. sorry, sorry, this sorry. This is mistake. the Shakespeare show, yeah, the two the, noble kinsmen. The two noble kinsmen. Sorry, I thought you said something else. What this one is about, because this is one that Amike Taggart told me about, is it's about a, a boy and he's got these toys 
at night and him and the toys are actually the kinsmen. But when he's not about the toys come to life right. and they, they have these adventures of their own, like one of them's like what is from the Wild West and the other one's from space. Right, and like, yeah. they've got like a pet pig and... and a, a, There's like, an alien, a, isn't like there? A, yeah, and that, yeah, that's right, an alien. <laughs> yeah, likes, Toy Story. Yeah, sorry? Toy uh, Story. Yeah. I don't know if that's Shakespeare. Right, that's the wrong one then. Yeah. That's the wrong one as well. This one is about a, a race car that can talk. Okay, Are you sure your mate teaches Shakespeare he, and not film studies? He destroys a road in this town, okay, mate. and he wants to get back to win this cup. Just gonna and all of his mates him. say to him... That's better, isn't it? Yeah, it's better. Okay. Yeah. So do we actually know what it's about? No it's idea, mate. It's called oh, right. The Two Noble Kinsmen. Sounds great. Sounds good, doesn't it? You can't go and compete in that race to win the Piston oh, Cup. Oh, for sake. <laughs> Even more Radio Breakfast with Tom, Lou and Jack. The best bits. Uh, we just mentioned uh, Jeff the puppy uh, moments ago. This is Jack's new puppy that's been with you, what, a week now? Be a week tomorrow, yeah. Week tomorrow. So we thought it's time on the show for an update. Let's talk about Jeff. Baby. Let's talk about Jeff. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. Jeff. Maybe let's talk about Jeff. Let's talk about Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for Jeff the Puppy update. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're adults. I don't know what we're doing. This is our job. This is our job. Uh, just generally, uh, as a synopsis for the week, you're happy. Everything's gone well. Yeah, I think it's gone much better than we thought it would be. I mean, yeah, it's funny. When you get a puppy, because obviously we've got the cats, uh, there's lots of scaremongering. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And look, it's early days, but this week, yeah, as a whole, he's been superb, the little man. Uh, Lou and I have some quick-fire questions on week one for Jeff the puppy. Okay. Lou, over to you. Let's go. Okay, first up, what's the most expensive thing he's chewed? He's taken quite a liking to a big plant that we have in the lounge. Ah. Last night, I had to leave him alone for about five minutes while I busted the kid's teeth, and when I came back, it was on the floor. Oh, God. He was told off. Uh, my question is, has he yet attacked the cats? Uh, no. The, dogs and the, ca- the dog and the cats have seen each other. Two of the cats... Uh, not non-fussed with him. However, Chase and Jeff yesterday had their first ever nose-to-nose kissy-wissy. Oh, oh, in a good way. In a good way. They oh. had a kissy And then Chase laid on the floor and opened up and said, look how attractive I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just like his dad. Uh, next up, have you managed to figure out how to use the puppy carrier thing and all the paraphernalia? <laughs> um, I haven't used the puppy carrier thing. My wife, Sally Ann, has, and she enjoys having me in the puppy carrier. He is not so happy to be in there. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, have there been a toilet incident inside? And if so... Uh, what has been the worst incident? No, there have been no toilet incidents mm-hmm. inside. He's doing all his wheeze and poos in the garden, except when he hasn't seen either me or Sal or the kids for a while, and he runs to us and lets a little leakage out on the floor. Oh. Excited wee But we are a wooden-floored house. He gets overexcited, just again like his dad. Get just like his dad, yeah. He's <laughs> rubbing off on you. Have you had an accidental puppy snog yet? You know, when you're like going for a little, oh, a little just... Yeah, and right. then he goes... Oh. Uh, no, he hasn't had his tongue in my mouth yet, although his tongue has enjoyed some time in my left ear. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, my final question is, has he yet drawn blood with his puppy teeth? He hasn't drawn blood with his puppy teeth yet because we're very good with that. Gentle, je- thank you, je- thank you. However, they are like hypodermic needles. Lord above, they're sharp. All right. So he's generally, a, a good first week, right? He's a very good boy, and he's very excited to meet you both very soon. I can't oh, wait to meet you. I Jeff. can't wait to meet him either. Can't wait. And I hope he does let a little bit of pee-pee out when he meets me, because he's excited. Yeah, but then you've got to clear it up. No, I'll be at Jack's house. It's all fine. No, you will clear it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, if he does do an excited wee-wee leak on you, I mean, that is a real 
compliment, it's, let me tell you. Yeah. I'm bringing yeah. spare trousers when I come around yours. <laughs> and some wet wipes. I hope yeah. one of you two is the first person who draws blood on. That really would make my day. Oh, I see. The best bits from Tom, Lou and Jack. More radio.